And we are live with the Dawes Gang Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, welcome. And I am your host, Zach Austin. A little overview. Oh, sorry, I'm just bouncing this little mini football around, but... A little overview of what we're going to have here on the show today. We're going to do a little weekend recap. And we're going to talk a little NFL. We're going to talk... Maybe a little bit of high school sports. And then we will have a very special guest on the show for you later on as well as we get deeper into the weekend. We can review for sports. Mile City, both boys and girls, got wins at Sydney last night. So the men are sick, sick boys are six and two, and I think the girls are four and three, something like that. I, about five and, yeah. Four and three, I think, is what the girls are as they both get wins over Sydney. Then Cowboy Wrestling was ranked second, I believe, in the most recent Class A power poll. They got the Cowboy Invite this weekend. Cowboy Invite's a big tournament. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much a multi-state tournament as I've always thought of it and as a lot of other people thought of it as there are going to be a lot of other different teams That'll be coming to that tournament for out-of-state. Meanwhile, it's enough of high school sports for right now until we get a little deeper into the show. Georgia becomes the first back-to-back national champion since, let's see, since Alabama did it in 2011 and 2012 respectively. 65-7, that is the biggest blowout in the history of not only championship games, but bowl games as well. A truly dominant performance across the board for the Georgia Bulldogs over the TCU Horned Frogs. That was, I did not expect that. I was hoping for more of a closer game. But man, Georgia, they've been the real deal for so long. And I feel like they return everybody except Stetson Bennett next year. So I think they're going to be the real deal. Kirby Smart as an assistant. Nick Saban's assistants just go on and do great things. You know, that's kind of what they do, you know. I'm sure we have a lot of players from a lot of colleges that are declaring for the NFL draft. Some will be staying next year. I know Stetson Bennett will be going to the draft. Um, Anyway, in NFL football and other news, the NFL playoffs are set as the Kansas City Chiefs got the number one seed. They'll have a bye the first round. The Bills, because they only happen to play 16 games, if they make the NFC AFC championship game, the that game will likely be played as a neutral side. I think the NFL recently made an announcement on that. You know, And then Cincinnati third, at the very least... I'm not entirely sure of the last four seeds off the top of my head. I know the Dolphins are, Miami Dolphins are the number seven seed. Let's see here. Um, Let me think here. The Jaguars are the four seed. I believe the Chargers were six. I think the Ravens were five or something like that. Don't recall exactly that order of them, but... Those are the seeds in the AFC that make the playoffs. And the 
I believe the third year, I think, of the era where they take they take seven teams, like third third year, I think. I think this is the third year that, that they've taken that those teams. Maybe four, I could be wrong. But over on the NFC side, the Philadelphia Eagles get the one seed. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are four are the four seed. Um, I think the 40, San Francisco 49ers are the second seed. The Vikings are the, let's see, the Vikings are the third seed, you know. And uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys are the five seed. Yeah, Buccaneers, I said previously, were seven. Let me think on this one. Was it an NFC West team that got it? And I think that the Seahawks got that final seed. So the Seahawks will be going to the playoffs. It's been a few years since the Seahawks have been there with Geno Smith at the helmet quarterback. Geno Smith. Russell Wilson, Froddy Wilson as I call him, is a system quarterback. Absolute system quarterback. Geno Smith has been out of the league for a while, and yet here he is making plays. He had some all-time great stats at the beginning of the season, too. You know, it, it's a lot of disparity in the NFL, I think. I'd like to say the Buccaneers this weekend, you know. what Could could this be Tom Brady's last postseason? And they'll play, I think, the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs. And I'd like to say, I'd like to say the Seahawks will play the 49ers and whatnot. I'll, I'll get... A little bit more to that later on in this episode. I'll get to more of the playoff bracket and later in the episode. We're going to take a quick break on the Dallas Gang podcast. When we come back, we're going to have current Dickinson State Blue Hawk football player Nelson Cristofoli on the show. We'll have that for you next up on the Dallas Gang podcast. Welcome back to the Dallas Gang Podcast, and joining me right now is a very good friend of mine. We took marketing class together earlier today, you know, a little of a rivalry going on kind of between us. I'm from Mile City. This man is from Glendive. He's a very successful family business down in Glendive. He is a linebacker on the Dickinson State football team. Please welcome Nelson Cristofoli to the show. Nelson, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for having me, Zach. Yeah, now, of course, as I said in the introduction, you know, we kind of like took marketing class together, you know. Um, you know, like we, like marketing class, you know, we were asked to like tell one truth and one lie about each other, you know, like, like, you know, you, you said obviously one was the certified CDL and the other was 35 First Cousins. If you would have asked me, I would have thought like, thir- oh, like, the 35 one, I guess, even even when you said it what wasn't the one, like I was still would have thought you had would have had a bunch of them. So like, kind of 
How how many first cousins do you really have? Yeah. I really only have four first cousins, I guess. A lot a lot more like distant past that. My grandpa has a lot of cousins. My dad has a lot of cousins. My mom really doesn't, but on the Christopher side, there's a lot of family mem- family members, especially in Glendive. Okay. You're from Glendive, rather. Yeah. Now, obviously, the CDL ones, Drew. Now, like, so you, you can like drive buses now, and kind of tell me about that, like how you pulled that off. No. So, uh, I uh, one time, me and my friend from Glendive, his name's Dalton Oakland. He's a very good friend of mine. I was just in his wedding. Um, he. He asked me, there was going to be a bunch of problems getting to CDL down the road at the federal level or something was going on. So he said, you should get your CDL. So I took the written test and it took me three tries, but I passed. And that way I could get a permit for six months. And so I I held the permit for six months, but I never actually took the driving test. So I never actually held the CDL, held a CDL. I had a CDL permit for a while and I... I let a lot of people know that I have had a permit, but nothing really to show for it, I guess. Okay. So like not technically driving buses quite yet. No, I won't. I'm not driving any, I won't be driving any buses for a little while, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your major here at DSU business? Yeah. I'm majoring in business administration. Oh yeah. You might want to like take over the family business someday. Kind of. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I'll, they, we do a lot of things in Glendive, and I like what we do. I like the town of Glendive, and there's a lot. Of, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there, and uh, I guess I coming to DSU and getting a degree was the first step in all of that. Oh yeah. Now, um, now I remember when you were a senior in high school at Glendive. Now, um, like I remember. I think it was Alec Boffinger of MTN Sports that like kind of like did a piece, you know, interviewed you. I think um, it was like during your senior year, and like one question he asked you was like that was about that family business, you know, and kind of like he like talked about, you know, like he he like talked about kind of like your like business skills at the time, you know, and like so, like something you did, like I think even like. To my understanding, like even like Cooper Birdwell, if I recall correctly, like came up to you and like you said, you weren't the guy to talk to. So like, kind of tell me about that a little bit. What, what was that so, about? So, um, my family's my family's been in business in Glendive for a really long time, um, and I started working for my grandpa and his brother before my junior year of high school. I want to say, and um, I re- I really enjoy work for. I really enjoyed working for them. I still I still do go back and work for them when I have the opportunity. And uh, when I was before my senior year, I made business cards, kind of. Oh, oh that's what those were. Were you like handed them out in like wrestling tournaments or whatnot? Yeah, I would give I would give away business cards, and I made hats and stuff. And okay, I, I think about half the Sydney the Sydney wrestling team had hats. A couple people had shirts. Martin Wilkie from Haver, I gave him a shirt. But yeah, I spread my name around there. Spread, spread, spread my name around the wrestling community quite a bit. Yeah, nice. And speaking of wrestling, you know, that was one of three sports, I believe, you played gr- growing up in Glenav. You know, kind of talk about that, you know, three-sport three athlete, you know, and talk about that a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, 
and what what other schools were recruiting you? You know, besides Dickinson, you know, to kind of like come play football for them. You know, like, and did 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 you like know early on? You know, football is what you wanted to do at the next level. Um, yeah. When I when I was younger, I played baseball, and I did baseball, football, and uh, wrestling. Those were my sports that I did. And then once I got to about high school age, I quit playing baseball and. Did track. Well, I did track in middle school too, I guess. But I, um, what I've always really liked was I'm probably a better wrestler than I am a football player, to be honest with you. But um, I liked football a lot more. It just, I, I don't know what it is about it, but I don't know if it's the crowd, the the team. I don't know what it is about it, but I, I've always liked football a lot more. I, I mean, competing wise, wrestling is. But I, I, I did love I do still love wrestling. Sometimes I do miss it. But I mean, that's a hell of a commitment to, to do to yourself and your family. Just it's really strenuous. Oh yeah, like playing like a bunch of different sports. Like like, could you really really say the same for track? I mean, even so, you're still at home, right? I mean, you're like still hosting a bunch of track meets there. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I my. I will say this about track. The coaches in track were great. I mean, Jim Person was the sprints coach, and his his son was an NFL. He was a starter in the NFL. He started in a Super Bowl, Mike yeah. Person. Yeah, Person's and, still the – he's still the sprint coach to this day, right? He, I do believe so, yes. I mean, he, and he's a great guy. Mike Dryden, great guy. Yeah, the I'm Temple sure. brothers. All, all of them are yeah, great guys, you know. I, yeah. Even, yeah, I've gone to meets, you know. I've talked to a bunch of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake, ta- Jake and Hill was a, was the throwing coach, yeah, too. And, and that's like, what I really liked was Javelin. Oh yeah. In track, like Javelin was the one I focused. I wasn't great, but I went to state. No, I didn't. I think I don't. Uh, I don't think you went on a relay though, didn't you? Yeah, I was an alternate on a relay. I ran at a relay my junior year, but uh, and then senior year, COVID happened. COVID, yeah. Yeah, at least you got the benefit of the other two sports, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, where was I now? Um, of course, yeah. Tom Temple, like, he was a, he's a great pole vault coach, like. I mean, you had, like, I mean, he might not be the pole vault coach, right, that, like, Steve Yoakum is, but he still, he coached a lot of great vaulters, you know, oh, some yeah. of which were state champs. Yep, yep. And um, school record holders exactly. as well. Exactly. Um, now, um, so go back, you know, football, you know, we played for Coach Buckley, who I believe it, it is in his uh, 10th or 11th year. I'd, I'd like to say that this is his 11th year. As the head man, you know, coming back to his hometown. So, in Glendive? Yeah. That's – so time flies. So, obviously, like, your sophomore year, you guys kind of made history. You know, sophomore year was probably the best season you've had since his playing days. Now, you start 2-0, and um, didn't finish the regular season off particularly great. You know, you lose to Laurel, you know, earlier in the season. But, you know, what – you know, what was it like, you know, now I think it was his nephew, right? K doctor was the quarterback, you know, yep. Jaden Holly, he was like a linebacker. Did, did Holly play? He played tight end, right? Yeah, he played I, tight, he end. tight end, you know, sure. like you started both ways as a sophomore as well. If I recall correctly, Yeah, I kind of, I started on defense, kind of split reps on offense um, playing running back. Yeah. Now, um, and then, um, Robbie Kaiser at receiver. Yeah, he was a you know, stud. Jonathan Egan and Keegan Myers. Yeah. You know, and among others at the line position. Um, you know, kind of describe that moment, you know, getting that playoff win, you know, and upsetting Laurel on their home field, doing something that, like, no Glendive team had done since 1995. And 
did, did something that only that no one team has done before since. I mean, you guys did make the playoffs your senior year, but yeah, kind of talk about that win over Laurel, especially. Yeah. Um, that was that was pretty cool because we beat Belgrade, I think. Oh, yeah. The second week to go in the season, that like clinched us to go to the playoffs, which is the first time in a long time. And that was really, that was a really cool win. And then we lost to Fergus, close game to to end the end the regular season, and we uh, figured out we had to go to Laurel to play. And every kind of counted us out, wasn't really giving us a chance. And then we went in there and beat them. And that was a super cool experience. I mean, they, we had fan buses from Glendive. We had so much community support. I'll never, I'll never forget that. That was awesome. Yeah, Glendive's known to have great community support. Yeah, you know, everywhere I go. You, of course, I went to community college there for two years, so I can, I can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. Now, um, of course, now you know your junior year is a little rougher. You know, like two and seven, I think. But then. Senior year, you know, what was it? You know, you got another really good win to get into the playoffs as well, as I recall correctly. You know, you know, as I recall, there was another team you beat. Like, you ended another 20-year drought, yeah, right? Yeah, we beat Sydney at Sydney in a – it was a – it wasn't raining during the game, but the field was really – I mean, we were dirty. We wore white jerseys, obviously. We were visitors. Yeah. And uh, they have a grass field. And it was muddy, and we won. And at 7-0, we, we won. And – that was a great, a great win as a as a program. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you recall the last time that uh, that you guys beat Sid, Glendive beat Sydney prior to that? When was that? <laughs> yeah, two thousand. I was told. Yeah, two thousand. I think is when. Then they beat them this year because I guess. Oh yeah. yeah, Sid, yeah. Sydney pro- like knew they were out of the playoffs, so they just decided to like not play very hard because it didn't mean anything. But I mean, yeah, Glendive competes, right? Yeah. And then. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's your senior year. You know, what, what schools were coming after you in their recruiting process? Um, I, well, my, my older brother, Jameson. Yeah, yeah, he played at Dickinson. Yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman in high school, and then he came to school here. And I, I'd been on some game day visits when I was a junior to, to DSU, and I've always always liked it. And then McCarville got hired here, and then uh, I kept getting to know more and more people here, and I – to be honest with you, didn't show much very much interest in really anybody else at the, uh, especially at the NAI level. I mean, I mean, there's other great or good schools out there, but I just I felt like DSU was great. It's a hundred miles away from Glendive. I thought that was a perfect distance, and and to this day, I if I could go back, I'd do the same thing again. I'd probably just sign the paper sooner. To be honest with you, yeah. I love it here. Yeah, now and I I remember like you were talking about. You said. Yeah, it's 100 miles away, right? Same thing as right here. Like, I could go home every weekend if I want to. I could stay here for six months if I want to, you know? Exactly. You know, being only an hour longer, you know, I, I'd, I'd say the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you, you play linebackers, the position you play here, right? Yep, yep. And then, um, is this your first year as a starter? You started this year? No, or? I didn't know. I didn't oh, know. oh, but, but you, you rotated in, though, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I played when we were – yeah, I played when we – got it way ahead of teams and everything but uh my fresh I redshirted and I redshirted that first fall in 2020 that was a COVID that was like the COVID year and then we played the playoffs in uh 2021 for the 2020 year in the spring in the spring yeah and we uh 
And so we had like a spring ball, but it was also like a fall camp because we're still preparing for a game. Well, that that, makes sense. That's a weird season. It that's what that year was. That's what COVID did mm-hmm. to people. But I broke my foot, my like the third practice of my first spring here, and um, I didn't get surgery on it. The doctor didn't think I needed surgery on it, and so I didn't get it. And um, came back, and I gained a, I I was big. I gained a lot of weight, and rehabbed out of just with no surgery and came back in the fall and then same thing i broke my foot about two or three practices in in the in the following fall so this in 2022 that's the first time i've ever played collegiately really now um now you you brought up mccarville a little bit obviously you know his son just finished up a good great career here um now, a little bit about McCarville. Of course, I've talked about him on this podcast in the past. Now, and I plan on having him on the show. That's going to be a really good episode, having him on the show coming up. But, um, you know, what what what's your relationship like, you know, with McCarville? You know, was and was he, like, one of the guys that was kind of, like, luring you in? You know, I'm sure same could the same be said, like, for a lot of other Glendive kids or, or kids from, like, you know, say, like, Kalispell Capital, like other places he's coached. Mm-hmm. Um Sure. Yeah, his ties run very strong. You know, like yeah, yeah. Um, he I, he got hired. I think like, it was either before, right before my junior or senior year. Yeah, I think eighteen. I think it was eighteen. So W junior year, and um, that's when I really got I really got to know him. Um, he started you know recruiting me, texting me. He and my folks knew him, and. My brother, from what I heard from my brother, he had a great relationship with him. Uh, people from Glendive. Same I've nothing right? but good thing to good things to say about Coach McCarville, and, and same he, same with me. I mean, he's a great dude, and I'm happy he was he was the guy who got me here. And of course, Coach Brock Osweiler, obviously, you know he's he coached at a bunch of different places. He, um, he's had yeah. he's had a he's had an awesome career. He coached at Carroll too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think I think so for like a couple of years, right? Yeah. And like it was like the mid two thousands, I think. You know, and I think he like was he might have been the quarterback coach. You know, when like Tyler Emmert played. Oh, really? You know, that was a golden era of Carroll football. It was, those are some of the best teams in NAIA history, honestly. And like, like at the time, it was like more Carroll that was like more attractive to people. And I guess uh, now people are going all over the place. Yeah. You know, but um, you know, McCarville obviously, you know, is from Glendive, played quarterback for Glendive in the early '80s. You know, mm-hmm. and then I think. I'd like to say Glendive was his like first job out of college, you know. Like, yeah, my like, my dad, my dad, he graduated in '88, so what he would have been a freshman '84, I, I think that's yeah. He um, his freshman year before Coach McCarville went to college, he like helped out with a freshman squad or something. My oh, dad has mentioned with me. Oh yeah, McCarville helped out with the freshman team before or, he even went to school or, or something like that. He helped. I I I think that's how that goes. I guess I I'd have to ask my dad. But yeah. yeah, did did he play any other sports like besides football or who McCarville? I I couldn't. Okay, tell okay. I I know a, I know he went to Sacred Heart uh, Middle School. It's, it was a Catholic school. Okay, same as Miles City has, but that mm-hmm. I never heard of Sacred Heart Catholic School in Glendive. Mm-hmm. It was never a high school to my knowledge. Actually, my my uh, grandpa. Who went there probably in like the yeah. late fifties? I mean that. I mean that was like another school, but it, yeah. I think it, I think I believe McCarville was like one of the last 
classes that ever went to Sacred Heart. Yeah, um, yeah that's around, that'd be around, like, if it was in the 80s, it would have been the exact time that Sacred Heart High School closed in Miles City. That was a high school in Miles yeah, City? Yeah, it was until 1986 when it closed down. I went to preschool there, by the way. But um, you, do you remember his exact tenure as head coach for the Red Devils? I know he coached. I, Jake and Hill was the throwing was the throwing coach, and I know he was his head coach, and he graduated in two thousand. Yeah, two thousands. And yeah. so, so, I mean, somewhere around there, he had a tenure as a as a head coach. Yeah, you know, obviously, Person leaves, then came back for a few more years in the two thousands. Like Person was the yeah. head coach when my dad played. I I can tell you exactly. Yeah, like ninety six through two thousand, five years at in Person. I guess was seventy nine to ninety five, and then. 2001 to 2007. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, was Person still on the set, staff as an assistant like after for a couple of years even or no? I, I couldn't tell you, but he, he was my – in 2016, 2016 – yeah, he, he, He's still on the track staff. But in 2016, 2016 and 17 was his last year teaching. He was actually my world history teacher. World history. He still taught history. I yeah. guess he was also athletic director at one time Yeah, as he well. was athletic director for a while. Um, yeah. Um, kind of a legend, I think um, – who like, who's the like, there was a, another guy before him. I know Bob Lowry was the coach of like the championship yeah. teams. I don't know if he lasted very long. Seventy seven, seventy eight were the years they won. Mm-hmm. But who was it? I think it was, yeah, Forrest Wilson was the name. Like in like the nineteen forties, I think. Does no, that name he, ring a bell? Not, oh, no, that you like, know a lot. More I don't know. I like, just just people I talk to. I guess. Yeah. He's probably like the best coach Glendive ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows. Maybe one could say Person's the best coach Glendive's ever had in the modern era, kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't think – I don't know much about it. Yeah, but, yeah, probably not a single one of those guys coached, you know, Don Haas, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, I yeah. guess I, I guess you've called him multiple times, like, the best athlete to come out of Glendive. He's got to be. Yeah, and him, him, like, then Mike, you know. Yeah, if, if I did do a Mount Rushmore of Glendive athletes, probably, yeah, like, those two football players, yeah, Person and Haas, and then probably Derek Selvig and – it was at Roger Fasting, right? Roger Fasting. Gatorade Player of the Year in basketball, 1987. I remember that. See, I got you on that one. I know that yeah, one. I, I knew that one as well. <laughs> um, yeah, my next-door neighbor was teammates with him. And, you know, and now we're really talking about, like, I was about to ask a bunch of questions about the history of Glendale Sport. It seems we're just naturally getting yeah. into it, you know. And then another famous Don with the last name Boss, I guess he didn't coach for very many seasons. John Boss, he was the basketball coach. He, yeah, he, he was. He was. Like, from, like, the mid-'70s, I like to say, to, like, the late-'80s. Mm-hmm. I like to think he coached for double-digit seasons, but, like, maybe a year or two after that last championship when he stepped down. Mm-hmm. Still the best coach Glenda I've ever had, though. For, ba- for yeah. basketball? Yeah, and then, like, Doug Selvig, though, he – like, he's a – Robin Selvig's brother, I mean – he completely underrated, uh-huh. and yeah, I guess Glendive. Like, yeah, did you watch this last year? You know, when they they made their first like state tournament since 2007, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. since 2007. Yeah, I mean, we watched them on NHFS or whatever. So did I. I watched yeah. it. You know, they beat Central by 20. You don't see that every day for the Northeastern A beating Central or Laurel by 20. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Those guys, like Parker and Parker and Max, who now play football here. They both play on that team, and I, you know, I was really good friends with them. My brother was only a year out of high school and played basketball, Basil, and uh, so we'd always have the game on or be watching it on TV or something. Yeah, think they can get back this year, even though like Michael Murphy's the only starter that returns for them. Yeah, I to be honest, I haven't kept up with them oh. really. At, 
at all. Yeah, Miles said he beat him by three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fergus is, like, yeah. legit, yeah. aren't they? Again? Best team in the conference. Who knows? They'll... They'll be in the. They'll definitely be in the state championship game. I mean, who knows? Like, who knows if a West team will upset them? But they'd be my pick to probably win win divisionals at least. You know, you know they got their top two players returning. But yeah, I also know Butte Central has their top two players returning. So, but yeah, in the late '80s, early '90s, you know, like Glendive had a good matchups with both those schools. You know, football and basketball. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, I, I know like Lewistown, obviously in the 86 chipper, you know, Glendive 79 chipper Lewistown won their last state title by beating Glendive. And then, um, yeah, 86 chipper is when like, yeah, Glendive won over Lewistown, you know, See, and then like Jim and Tom Temple, they, they were, they were Wolf on that team. Yeah. They're track coaches. Yeah, you know, do you know, they were also the last two guys off the bench. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they, that. They weren't very good basketball players. Legit high jumpers in track, but... Um, Probably couldn't ask for better people, though, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Now, and do you know, like, you know you know of the Nisleys, right? I'm sure you know, yeah, like, Brad I mean, and Corey. Yeah. You know, Brad's daughter is one of the... She's, be- like, the stud. At be- one of the best of all time in North Dakota. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever met... I know... You said Mark Nisley? Yeah, Logan Nisley's the daughter. Of, no, that's Brad's. Yeah, daughter, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like... I've met Logan before. Um, Mark, I know. I know Mark. Mark was at my parents' wedding. Actually, small world, huh? Oh, uh, yep. Is that a brother? I couldn't tell you if it was a brother or cousin. Uh, okay. There's a lot of Nisleys around. They're like, oh yeah, because like, I mean the game. The game's on YouTube, by the way. I encourage you folks to go check it out. <laughs> out there. So is the '87 Chipper. So maybe are a couple of other games, but um, you know that's pretty cool. But um, you know, I remember they said on the broadcast right you know like Nick, Brad and Corey Nisley they're, they're not brothers they're cousins but but yeah there are a pair of brothers on the Glendive team but um yeah now now we we talk a lot about all these these history tidbits and all this stuff now um <clears throat> you know I remember like I think it was the first conversation you ever had um and like it was a cowboy invitational you were competing in it like it was like a couple hours before finals. You know, you guys were sitting down. I just walked into the gym. You know, um, I think um, you know, Kyra Oakland, who now who just finished up a good volleyball career at Rocky. You know, she was, you know, she was sitting next to y'all, and I guess I came over. Like I said, I sat down. You know, like you know, you you'd probably remember a little bit about this. What did we talk about, you know, while we were sitting down? You know, what do you remember about that conversation, which eventually was happened to be the first time we ever met? Oh, geez, that's a long time ago. Did we talk? We must have talked about Glendive or yeah, Montana you, sports history. Yeah, you, or you definitely. I I like to think that's like the first one of the first mm-hmm. questions you asked me, right? Mm-hmm. And then we kind of just uh, you know sat down, you know, talking about it, but um. Now, um, you've said before, and then later we had some more conversations and track about a lot of stuff. Um, now, of course, you know, we um, talk about, you know, all this different stuff, you know. Um, now, do you, what do you remember about, you know, like certain teams from like Glendive's history? Like, I'll start with like the 95 chipper, you know. And then, With like yeah. Buckley in there. Yeah, Buckley as quarterback, you know. Well, like when we 
one in the playoffs, they did this like big comparison, like what the 2017 versus the 95 team had. And yeah, they had Tom both, Ziegler, right? Yeah, yeah and then Ziegler. They had he's, him the next year as well. Uh-huh. He's and like he's still around Glendive. Buckley's obviously still around Glendive. And then I, I believe K Doctor's dad was on that team, Robbie Doctor. And like they, he was like one of the guys they interviewed, and they were just like discussing what the similarities were between the two teams from '95 and 2017. Was it in like the paper, yeah, newspaper? Yeah. Well, and then, um, and Chris Rio and Preston Jarvis, as I recall correctly. Oh yeah, I would recognize those games. I've watched film from like the '90. Yeah, I think, when I was in high school, me and Jaden Holly would go watch. Oh, was it just you guys? Just us two. Yeah, or we, we go watch film at like lunch or something of like these '95 teams. Just it was something to do and it was enjoyable to watch, and it it was cool. I thought. Yeah. Now, um, and you said like they like missed two extra points, right? And they, there was something with like a kicker or like they missed a field goal. I don't. I don't think they missed a field goal. Something like, happened. Like they went for two twice and missed it, and then, yeah, and then. Is there anything you remember, like, the next year, Glendive gets the last victory to date that they have had against Miles City. Um, and, of course, Coach McCarville was the coach of that team, so it's a pretty big comeback, if I recall correctly, in that one. It was? Yeah, like, down by down 10. Yeah, yeah. You remember anything from that game? I don't know. You're going to have oh. to fill me in. Oh, and then what are some ge- games? I mean, you probably grew up going to these games, right? Well, I wasn't. I wasn't alive. I was born in 2001. I wasn't alive back then. But, I mean, in the early 2000s. I mean, and yeah. Later in the 2000s, 2010s, yeah. yeah. But It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. Yeah. Um, and basketball, you guys still have our number. but um, Yeah. Now, <clears throat> where was I? Now, um, I know going into your senior year, obviously, now, um, I remember, like, I think, <clears throat> You know, you were notified, you know, like you were like within reach of, you know, Tom Ziegler's rushing record and you're like, you school record, you know, um, I think it was Brian Reed, the former sports editor, the Mile City star that, um, you know, made a Facebook post, you know, like comparing, you know, comparing you guys, you know, mm-hmm. like how much you needed. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, do you remember at the time, you know, being notified that like those are something that like, you were like in reach of? I I remember hearing about it was never. I was never like pressured or. Well, well yeah. I mean, I I, th- I felt like it was it was. Like people knew about it, but I was it was never like something that was talked about. Like nobody ever came up to me and. But, like Tom Tom Ziggler, you have to understand something. Tom Ziggler, we'd ask. I'd ask Coach, one time we were running sprints. Yeah, Buckley, Buckley and Ziegler played together. But one time we talked, we got on the conversation about the mid-90s football team, late-90s football teams, and uh, Ziegler ran like an, an 11-1 or 11-2. In the 100? Yeah. And I was – I am not a fast human, be, human being. Like, I got a lot of carries and everything, but uh, I played – like, I could play hard. I could run between tackles and got a lot of carries. But – I'd say talent-wise, it probably wasn't it wasn't close. He was, I, he, and I'm saying like he was way more talented than I was. Yeah. Just I, mean, that's just what I would say, just from what I'm seeing. Because I, you know, I did track. I ran the hundred a couple times for. Yeah. What was your PR on the hundred? I could. I don't even. I, 
I don't. It wasn't close to eleven two. I I don't even know what my hundred time yeah. would be. Yeah, going to have de- they've def- they, they've had faster sprinters than that. Like running back position, you know, yeah, like at ninety five, Glendive team definitely had some speed. And then I guess Glendive could have made it a little farther in the playoffs in ninety six. And then I think Zeger like got hurt. God, and then, there was some. I've heard something about that too. Yeah. He got hurt. I I I I don't know much about that. You probably know more about that than I would, but but I have heard that that he did get hurt. What's your NFL team? What My NFL team. So I was a Patriots fan. Oh, Patriots I, I, with Tom Brady. And I love Tom Brady. And then he went to the he went to the Bucks. And so I really didn't know what to do. So I was kind of like a Bucks fan, but kind of like a Patriots fan, but really wasn't a fan. I've never been like an NFL. I've never bought an NFL shirt. I've never. I've never really been a true NFL fan. But then when Troy Anderson from MSU was, like, going to get drafted, I said, wherever he goes, that's going to be my team from now on. Yeah, Troy So Anderson. now I'm a Falcons fan. Yeah, you Cat fan as well? Yeah, Cat. Yeah, I'm a, I've been a Cats fan. Oh, yeah, so, same here. And, um, you know, um, obviously the Falcons, they were also a team Mike Person had a stint with, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he played for them. I, so touch on that, my senior year, that's when Person was a – so he's from Glendive. That's when he was a 49er. Yeah, he was a, he was started for the 49 He was a guard for the 49ers. A, I, think he, I think right guard, yeah. Right yeah. guard's what he played. Yeah, and he, uh, he went to the Super Bowl with him. And then we had this big deal in Glendive. A bunch of people went to the football field. Oh, yeah. And, like, made, I, like, I was a actually good luck there. Post. I mean, that was – Go Mike. Yeah, it yeah. was go Mike all over town, wasn't it? Mm, that was really cool. and. Then they end up losing to the Chiefs, which I wish got, that would have been so cool if uh, Mike would have won. But I mean, it's still cool. He was a, he had a hell of a career, and I, like double digits in length, wasn't it? I think pretty 10. close. I 10? think ten. I think he was a ten year vet. Wow. And um, yeah, was there ever a time you know when you found yourself like kind of on the 49er bandwagon a little bit? Oh, definitely. Especially when they got like when they had success. I mean, the whole. People were always following Mike Person. They, people knew him around town, as a ki- you know, just as a kid, and he's uh, he's had a really big impact, really, on the Glendive community, and for good reason. He comes, he's a great guy. He comes from a great family. Um, always known to work hard. And as I understand, he started, he kind of like started some offensive like line academy. I don't know if he's back coaching or what. I think he's like an NFL analyst. He might be with the Dolphins or something. Yeah, last like, I heard he was with the Dolphins as like some sort of assistant. But he did have like some sort of offensive lineman academy for, I don't know. If, it was I'm sure five it was Dot. Him. Five Dot, I think, was the name of it. Five I dot. think it was like in Ohio. I think he lives in Ohio, right? Yeah. If that, I, I think recall that, correctly. That sounds, that sounds correct. Yeah. Yep. Patriots, like they had some a Montana guy on there too, right? J- Dane Fletcher, does that name ring a bell? Yeah, Fletcher, I knew Fletcher, was, or I know of him rather. Yeah, he, he was from Bozeman. I think every person we just named went to the Cats. Mm-hmm. I think he also got inducted to the MSU Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Yeah, I grew up a Cat fan. Yeah, what if I told people that Miles City like has far and away like the best football coach culture in like in the Northeastern A, but Glendive's produced more NFL players. Like, Miles City hasn't produced one since, like, the 1920s, 1930s. That's pretty weird to be – I mean, that's mm-hmm. I mean, that's a cool stat. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean the odds of it are so small, right? You know, Baker yeah. has one. Colstrip has one. Just, yeah, say, like – did did say 
Did did Tough Harris ever come speak to your guys' school ever? He spoke to ours. He no. spoke at Mile City. Tough Harris never came to Glenn. Uh, uh, he came to Mile City though. Oh, he did. Yeah, and Ryan Leaf came to Mile City as well. My my senior year. That's cool. And I got a picture with him. and got his autograph. Yeah. So um, yeah, you met Mike, right? Yeah. 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 You met Mike. Actually, when I was a freshman. We came to the DSU camp as like a team, and he was like a guest speaker or something. Guest like, speaker. Yeah, and he like came and like, and then he would hang around the t- hang around the team, like our team, and we just talked about a, bu- a bunch of stuff. But lo- most of the time I was in high school, he was playing. All the time I was in high school, he was playing in the NFL. Yeah. So he, I mean, he he wasn't really around. His dad, we'd always like we'd always see his dad. Dad's a great guy, Jim Person. Yeah. Actually talked to him a little bit at the track meet. So um, anyway, yeah, the yeah 49ers, you know, like a couple years later, they're back in the playoffs. Um, yeah, like what are your thoughts on, you know, um, Brock Purdy and, you know, like what he's done, you know, third string, Mr. Irrelevant. He, he's go, going out there, lead him to the second seed, light work, no problem. That's pretty cool. I like when those guys were so doubted come out and, really show that they shouldn't be doubted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, that's been cool. I've been kind of following him. Well, ESPN Sports Center has been spotlighting him, especially since he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. But he's done a cool job. That's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that they've had three quarterbacks excel in that system. I mean, Jimmy G, Trey Lance, and then and now Brock Purdy. I mean, that's just must – Goes to show, like Kyle Shanahan's a pretty dang good offensive mind, uh-huh. and yeah, John, uh, you know, John Lynch is like a great GM as well. well definitely one of the best in the league. Um, say, um, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Who I got winning it? Um, yeah, I'd like to say the Bills. Yeah, who, who do you got? Yeah, you know, I haven't really thought about it, but it would be nice to. See, it would be really cool to see the Bills win. That would be really cool. It's kind of um, a little bit unfortunate to, you know, see the NFC South as whack as it was this year. You know, mm-hmm. like Buccaneers win the division 8-9. They just oh, go ahead of the Falcons. They pull mm-hmm. their stars. So, basically, if the Falcons would have won one more game, Troy Anderson would be in the playoffs yeah. as a rookie. Yeah. yeah what, another thing, what do you remember about Troy Anderson? Obviously, you know, he, he probably could have gone pro in any sport he played, you know, the way he played. I mean, the way people are talking about him. He definitely could have played any position on the football field. Yeah. I mean, state champion, the 100 and 200 back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, overall, you know, you, you probably grew up watching him. You yeah. know, he, he, like, he's he like, left high school, you know, before kind of you came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do, you remember, what do you remember about Troy Anderson, you know, from from his days at Dillon to Montana State and all, all the way into the league? Um, Really in high school, especially like, as people were getting recruited, I don't remember him as being anything. I, he wasn't as hyped, I guess, as like the the double A schools kids sometimes get. And then he just came in and became. I mean, he started as a freshman. He was a freshman of the year. He's a quarterback, yeah. right? No, he played running back that, that he, first year. Yeah, he also started at quarterback. And he played at quarterback point. next year. That's. I mean, that is. I think a lot of people. Like underappreciate what we just what people, the state of Montana saw as like a local kid just going and absolutely tearing up the 
collegiate football world. Yeah, second round pick. You don't see that every day in the state of Montana. Now I know, I know a guy, Coach McCarville, coached obviously Brock Osweiler. He was like probably the most recent guy to go go in the second round or higher. I mean, yeah, Ryan Leaf's the only guy to go in the first round, by the way. But yeah, what do you remember? You know about you know Brock Osweiler. You know, I'm sure mo most of us probably didn't even remember him until he got into the league with the Broncos. Of course, then he played it for a couple of other teams as well. Well, he went to a Arizona State, right? Yeah, that's where he went. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I honestly, to be honest, didn't know nothing about him. And then I knew once I, – I didn't really pay attention to – didn't get into the in-depth of sports, I guess, for until my high school years. But uh, when I was in middle school, they played in the Super Bowl. And I remember somebody saying that he's from Montana and – I, I honestly couldn't remember. I, I don't know when somebody told me that McCarville was the one who coached him because that is awesome. It's big time. That's a small world connection kind of. For sure. Yeah, now, and then all that big contract money. Um, yeah, Montana, you know, they, they haven't had any, like, Hall of Fame athletes, but um, that's, like, in the pro football, but. Had some pretty good ones that have been, been on the cusp of it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Nelson Cristofoli on the Dollars Gang Podcast. Nelson, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Zach. And you've been listening to Nelson Cristofoli on this episode of the Dollars Gang Podcast. It's always good to have him on the show. He wanted to be on the podcast, and he let me know in our class that we had, so I just brought him on and again I'd like to thank him for coming on and uh, in other news as I may have mentioned at the beginning NFL playoffs start today we get things kicked off this afternoon with the Seahawks at the 49ers we'll have the Chargers at the Jaguars in AFC action you know and then for today's slate of games and then we have three games tomorrow as the Dolphins visit the Bills, the Giants visit the Vikings, and the Ravens visit the Bengals. And on Monday, this has to be the first time ever there has ever been a wild card game on a Monday, the, the Cowboys visit the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers go into the playoffs with a losing record, but Tom Brady has a chance to continue his undefeated streak against the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Buccaneers in that one. I've never been a huge Cowboy fan. My grandma hated the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. You know, she was a fan of pretty much any team that beat the Dallas Cowboys. And I actually know a few people who are like that, but you know, give me the 49ers over the Seahawks, even though but mad respect to Geno Smith though. He's had a great season. He's been out of the league for a couple of years, I am sure, and he had his best season as a pro. And then Chargers at Jags. Uh, give me the Jags, the way they were playing. I don't like Trevor Lawrence very much, but he is starting to make his strides as a quarterback in this league. That's going to be a close game. That might be the best game we have this weekend. Justin Herbert, you know, and the Chargers. This is the first playoff appearance in prob probably five years for them. And it's also nice that the Jags have a new coach, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach. He's the perfect hire. But I will say 
their last coach was bad in Urban Meyer, but I don't want to hear people talking about how bad he is. You know, it when Urban Meyer got fired, that made me sick to my stomach. So I know that has nothing to do with the games today, but just since the Jags are in it, you know, just thought I'd throw that in there just because I felt I had to talk about it, you know. And then Dolphins at the Bills. Give me the Bills in that one. You know, the Bills, firepower, you know, the way they've been playing the last few weeks, you know, has proven to be too much for the rest of the league. They'll, they'll prove to be too much for the Dolphins today. And the Dolphins, I believe Tua Tungavailoa is out with an injury there. So, and then I'll, I'll take the Vikings over the Giants. Um, and give me the Bengals over the Ravens and... Again, yeah, give me the Tom Brady and the Bucks over the Cowboys. Um, you know, the Buccaneers have no business being in the playoffs a losing record, but I don't know. I know better than to count out Tom Brady, and I think the rest of you should as well. It was a very nice and eventful episode of the Dolls Gang podcast. Um... In other news, Dickinson Blue Hawk basketball. You know, I've, I went to their game last night. They have another game again today. Um, you know, and some big high school action was took place this weekend. Um, Billing Central defeats Laurel in in both games last night at the Metra. In a doubleheader, the boys' game I, it was cl- much closer than I expected. I thought Laurel was going to get whipped. They only lost by four points. They had a chance to win it. Billing Central girls win by double figures, and Billing Central girls, well, comes to no surprise. And again, it's not an accident. They remain undefeated on the season despite losing four of their five stars to graduation. They are the surprise of the year. We'll see if they can keep that going. Well, that pretty much wraps up what I have to talk about on this edition of the Dollars Gang podcast. Stay tuned. We have some more good episodes for you, you know, in a couple weeks, you know, in NFL action, you know, we'll have uh, a Super Bowl halftime show coming up where I interview my brother and we spend pretty much like almost an hour talking about Super Bowl halftime shows and, uh, I'll, put up, I'll have some more really good guests on in here in the future. So that does it for this edition of the Dollars Gang podcast. It is your boy Dollars signing off for now. Peace.